You are listening to National Security Law Today. Where will you be on November 16th and 17th? If you're a national security lawyer, you should be at the 33rd Annual Review of National Security Law, which is going to be here in D.C., the center of gravity for all national security. This event, it's a couple of days, obviously, is presented by the ABA's Standing Committee on Law and National Security, the same group that sponsors the podcast. And tonight, we're going to talk to the chair of the committee, Stephen Preston, about this conference. Mr. Preston is a partner at the law firm of Wilmer Hale, which is here in D.C. and has an amazing view, by the way, out the top window. And there he heads the firm's Defense, National Security and Government Contracts Group. Before that, he was a real slacker. Let me tell you, he was the general counsel of the Department of Defense. That's right. And the general counsel of the Central Intelligence Agency. No pressure whatsoever. He was the first person to have held both of these Senate-confirmed positions. Apparently, those were the salad days, light and airy, where his confirmation sailed through without disagreement. Remember those days? They were lovely. He was a key legal advisor on many of the country's most challenging and consequential national security endeavors, including one you might have heard about that involved the operation against Osama bin Laden in 2011. Hi there, Stephen. We're really glad you're here. Thanks for coming in. Great to be here. Thank you. You were just recently appointed chair of the ABA Standing Committee back in August. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about that. That's right. And and I couldn't be more thrilled. I've spent most of my professional life at the intersection of law and national security. And for almost that entire time, I've been associated with the Standing Committee in one capacity or another. In its 60 plus year history, the committee's functioned as the organized bar's leading forum for addressing legal issues involving national security. And I I think this work has never been more important than it is today in the interesting and challenging times we live in. I'm very proud and especially grateful to have the opportunity to chair the committee. All right. Well, that's good to hear. We'd hate to have somebody in that position, give it its importance, who probably was a little less enthusiastic, but we're glad you're here too. And I mentioned at the outset that the Standing Committee's National Security Law Conference is in mid-November. This is a fantastic event. I go every single year and there's a lot to look forward to, not the least of which is the obvious networking opportunities and learning, but what do you look forward to? This is our big event every year. And Although I'm not prone to enthusiasm, I must say I'm very excited about this year's program. It has really shaped up. We've lined up some truly superb featured speakers. Joined by our law school partners, we have panels on several cutting-edge issues with a range of government officials, private practitioners, and academics in this field. Okay, nobody's ever said that about me, that I'm not prone to enthusiasm, but... That's an advantage, sir. All right. What is the overall theme of this conference? Well, I wouldn't say there's one overall theme. Our goal is really to make it current, taken from today's headlines, anticipating tomorrow's news, and also to keep it both interesting and instructive. So I guess you could say we have three themes that are recurring, maybe three areas of focus. One is technology in China. Technological innovation in China as a great power competitor and potential adversary militarily. Second, we are also uh, focused on the current conflicts in the world, the crisis in Gaza and Israel and the war between Russia and Ukraine. 
And, and third, we'll be examining the role of law and the lawyers in U.S. government national security policy and operational decision making. Those are excellent points. Uh, we do appear to be in a moment of potential hegemonic upheaval in ways that could change the lives for everyone listening to this podcast in the long term. Let's talk for a second about China, which I think everybody agrees is probably one of the greatest threats. Who and who do you have on China for the conference and technology? Well, sure. We are truly delighted to have Jason Matheny as our lunchtime keynote speaker on the second day, the 17th. Uh, Mr. Matheny is currently CEO of the RAND Corporation, and until recently, he headed the National Security Division of the Office of Science and Technology Policy at the White House. He is truly an expert in both emerging technologies and the threat from China, and he will not then surprisingly discuss emerging technologies and existential risks to the United States posed by the PRC. We also have, in addition to uh, Mr. Matheny as our featured speaker for the day, we'll have a panel on the national security implications of artificial intelligence, and we'll have a panel on U.S.-China technology competition, which will focus in particular on economic regulation and industrial policy. Okay, that sounds very interesting. And I know presently on the Hill, there is even a standing committee on China, and this should be of interest to their staff as well. Let's talk for a minute. Obviously, we're watching uh, one potentially expanding theater in uh, the Middle East, as well as deeply troubling war that is occurring right now in Ukraine. Who is going to talk about these things since they are sources of great concern for national security lawyers and interest and may well become springboards for new and novel issues that are likely to emerge from these conflicts that we are very probably yet ill-equipped to anticipate? Well, happy report. We have lined up a true expert in this area uh, in the person of General David Petraeus, who will be our keynote speaker over lunch on the 16th, the first day of the conference. As you know, former commander of U.S. forces in Iraq during the surge, former commander of U.S. and coalition forces in Afghanistan, CENTCOM commander, as well as my boss as director of the CIA. And General Petraeus has just come out with a book on the evolution of warfare from 1945 to the present. And I think we can look forward to insightful remarks from him on the current conflicts in the Mideast and in Eastern Europe. And I expect some lively Q&A as well. In addition to General Petraeus, we'll also have a panel focusing on the war in Ukraine and specifically on the extent to which commercial companies and other private actors are involved in the conflict and the legal implications of that. Okay, that sounds great. And these are the things that national security lawyers are going to have to understand in the coming months and years. You also mentioned that the United States government national security decision making. And I think maybe some people may be confused about precisely how national security decisions are made. And I think in the movies, you know, the president snaps his fingers and says a thing and there's a guy dressed like a general and something happens. But that's not really how it plays out, right? And um, I'm wondering who we're going to hear from about that. Well, I'm hoping we can shed some light on that. I'm really pleased with the way this piece has come together. First, we're going to have an informal panel discussion with the current general counsels of the Department of Defense, the Central Intelligence Agency, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, and the National Security Council. So we'll get an inside perspective 
from the key members of the interagency lawyers group that advise the president and the principals of the NSC on those important national security policy and operational decisions. Then we're going to have something of a change. We'll go from the inside perspective to getting an informed outsider perspective on these issues with New York Times reporter Charlie Savage and Yale Law's Ona Hathaway, who will be our featured speakers for the conference dinner on the 16th. Law and national security is Charlie Savage's beat. It's also the focus of Professor Hathaway's scholarship. I think we're going to have an interesting discussion, and they're going to focus on covering national security legal policy in the press and as an academic. Okay, I'm getting dangerously close to accusing you of enthusiasm. It could happen during this podcast. Guilty. All right. (laughs) All right. So there must be more, right? There's quite a bit more. In addition to those three general areas, we're going to have panels on transnational repression. Think Khashoggi. We have a panel on climate change and the Arctic and the security significance, national security significance, secrecy and classification, uh, and also then Section 702 reauthorization for the uh, electronic surveillance programs. And I should add and emphasize, backed by popular demand, we have the ethics session with Judge Jamie Baker. Who is sometimes serious, sometimes. All right. But also entertaining. Yes, he is always and every time that. What should people come to the conference to experience? So I think sometimes when you notice about these conferences, it's not really clear. Well, we've talked a lot about the program. We're going to have a two-day program that we hope in turn will be fascinating and educational, perhaps entertaining, maybe even inspiring. Uh, But on top of that, I think people that come to this conference will have an unparalleled networking opportunity. I mean, this is, I believe, the largest gathering each year of national security lawyers from government, the private sector, and academia, uh, and a perfect opportunity to network with others in this field. And again, let me emphasize, folks attending will also be eligible for a full year's worth of CLE credit, including uh, credit for ethics training. So in addition to the substantive program, we'll have people and we'll have CLE credit to offer. Okay, well, that's really important. I mean, a lot of these attorneys will not have in-house CLE trainings and they can knock it out at the same time is actually uh, pretty significant. Let's talk about some of the logistics and things that participants will need to know to get there. Sure. Let's start off. I've mentioned the dates, but the conference is November 16th and 17th. That's a Thursday and a Friday. November 3rd is the deadline for early bird registration. After that, the cost goes up. Uh, And then November 13th is the final date for advanced registration. But after that, you can register on site. The site is the Weston Downtown DC Hotel, formerly the Renaissance Downtown DC Hotel, at 999 9th Street Northwest in Washington will be in the Potomac Ballroom. And I also want to mention that there is a complimentary opening reception for registered participants on November 15th in the evening at Wilmer Hale, which is my firm. Okay, that's great. And let me also say to our young listeners who are less inclined to drive, you can take Capital Bike Share, which has regular bikes and electric bikes. You can take curb scooters for that last mile solution. And there are several metro lines that will take you within a couple of blocks of this hotel, including 
Gallery Place Metro and the Convention Center uh, stop, which you can also find. Very easy to get there. It is also on Circulator Bus and not far from the D6. Before we wrap up, tell us about the Standing Committee's plans for the current year. Sure. Well, uh, first, I want to mention my partner in this endeavor, Lala Kadir, who is chair of our advisory committee. Lala is currently the principal assistant director and chief of staff of the National Security Division in the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. She is a dynamic young leader. We're very fortunate to have the benefit of her considerable talents and initiative and look forward to working with her in the coming year. The Standing Committee's historical mission is to educate and assist policymakers, lawyers, the news media, and the public in matters of law and national security. And in the coming year, as we have in the past, we're looking for meaningful opportunities to examine and elucidate significant legal issues of the day. And that's whether we're talking about immediate issues, such as the application of the law of armed conflict to the conflict between Israel and Hamas, or issues that are on the horizon, such as accountability for Russian aggression and war crimes in Ukraine, or enduring issues like maintenance of a rules-based international order in restraint of China's expansionist aspirations. Our hope is that this conference in November will be an effective step in that direction in addressing and elucidating some of these issues In addition, we plan to reinstate our monthly speaker series, which we paused during the pandemic. So in smaller breakfast and lunch-like settings, we'll present leading attorneys, policymakers, opinion leaders, providing remarks and answering questions on pressing issues such as those we've been talking about this evening. The list of activities and programs that the Standing Committee has goes on, but I want to make sure that we focus on one before we close, and that's this podcast, National Security Law Today, which in my view is one of the shining stars among the Standing Committee's many offerings. And you, Elisa, have done an absolutely fantastic job conceiving, launching, and for years now producing this accessible and widely followed outlet of informed discussion of national security legal issues. So let me say that the committee cannot thank you enough for all you've done to make a success of this. And I want to thank you for including me this evening. It's my pleasure. And it's been my pleasure to do this podcast and to engage with all these amazing national security leaders, almost every one of whom have surprised me in a positive way through my interviews of them on this podcast. So I'm really glad you came in. I did detect enthusiasm, but I won't tell anyone except everyone listening to the podcast. It's good to have you, and I look forward to seeing you at the conference. And thank you for listening to National Security Law today. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can engage with us on social media. We're available on Facebook. We're still calling it Twitter, and we're not going to stop. Threads, as well as other platforms. We use the handle at ABA NatSec. If you have thoughts you want to share directly with us, you can always send us an email. We're reachable at nationalsecurity at americanbar.org. Be sure to share this episode with a friend and have an intelligent conversation about national security and the laws that govern us. Remember to be present, engaged, and join us at the conference in person. Social networking is lovely, but it is not networking. It's time to catch up with old colleagues. We've all lost ties during this pandemic. 
it's also time for you to meet others engaged in this field. And the reasons for that are obvious. The more we talk to each other, the more we engage with each other, the smaller our differences seem and the stronger our national security. Thanks for listening tonight. Our producer and writer is me, Elisa Poteen, and I'm always here in my individual capacity. Francis Berkham is our editor and my co-producer. Rebecca Salito is our program manager. My other co-producer is the lovely, ever lovely Holly McMahon, along with the amazing leaders of the Standing Committee on Law and National Security. Thanks for listening. We will see you at the conference. The views expressed on national security law today have not been approved by the House of Delegates or the Board of Governors of the American Bar Association, and this recording should not be construed as representing ABA policy.